0: None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. Okay, this is our Kratom News special. (laughs) All the Kratom News and Cannabis News. There's more of that always that we can find up until today, which is August 9th. And I'm joined by Kaylee once again.
1: Yes, hello. I'm back.
0: (laughs) So this first news item that we're going to do, the headline is Drug Policy Council Considers Kratom Ban. It's from the Florida Channel, dated July 22nd. 2022 the florida channel is a i think it's like a public channel for the state of florida so this is their state drug policy council and when i saw the headline drug policy council considers kratom ban it was a little scary but once you get into the clips it's a little less scary uh i think it's only one council member that's doing this but i'm gonna play the uh, video clip they have here
2: Kratom is legal to sell in Florida. Legislative efforts to regulate it have been stymied in the past. The Florida Drug Policy Advisory Council is considering suggesting the governor and legislature create standards for distributing and selling kratom. But during a mid-July meeting, one council member suggested banning the substance altogether. I know there was an FDLE report in
1: 2021, that kratom deaths
2: increased by 36% since 2020. I believe we would be saving lives. Um, that's my thought. The governor's drug czar, Doug Simon, said he wanted to think the recommendation through, but
3: I think uh, I think um, banning would probably be the path of least resistance when it comes to any kind of enforcement or regulation. I mean, we have to. When you get maybe a teenager or somebody caught with kratom, you know. Um, what kind of penalties they get. So if we just outright ban it, it'd be a little bit easier.
2: Jeffrey Cici, with the Office of Substance Abuse at the Department of Children and Families was not convinced. Several years ago, the Federal Drug Enforcement Agency considered classifying the chemicals found in Kratom as a controlled substance, meaning it would be considered easy to abuse and unsafe for medical
3: use. This is what happens um, in America. We do knee-jerk reactions to novel psychoactive components They go straight to Schedule One. If they're botanically based, we will miss out on decades of research into those compounds that might be yielding new therapeutic compounds, and that's just one of the trade-offs to America's prohibitionist drug system.
0: Dorothy Groover Skipper said, you know, maybe we should ban it. There's another council member who said, hmm, Uh, Maybe we should consider that because it would be easier than Mm -hmm. enforcement. Okay, this guy, Jeffrey Cece, he works at the Department of Children and Families, uh, which is a really good department to be having this stance from because Mm -hmm. um, they're saying, oh, it's going to protect kids. But he's saying, no, we can't just do this drug policy thing over again because... He said, you know, there might be therapeutic uses for it in the future, which is actually pretty relevant to the state of Florida because that's where the best pharmacological kratom research in the world is going on right now at the University of Florida. Florida's Drug Policy
2: Advisory Council in total reviewed 20 potential drug policies for their annual report. CC, the vocal opponent to a kratom ban from DCF, said the ban doesn't fit in with other suggestions the group is considering.
3: We want a stigma reduction campaign, two recommendations ahead of this, but then we come here and we're pulling out the handcuffs again. We're pulling jail cells into the picture. We're talking about criminal records and mugshots. We're damaging relationships with employers, with family members. This is uh, one step forward, two step backwards. Um, I want this council to be a little bit more coherent in its approach to creating criminal penalties and we're also trying to be mindful of the unintended consequences of those criminal penalties.
2: The group moved forward without making a decision on whether to recommend making kratom illegal. The council meets again in October. For The Florida Channel, I'm Josie Barroso.
0: Yeah, this Jeffrey Sisi, he is uh, going to save, I think... Kratom mm-hmm. in Florida. He's making all the points that we've been making about. He's talking about, yeah, you're already getting out the handcuffs and uh, trying to arrest people for using this substance rather than let's um, keep it legal so we can research it. And mm-hmm. um, I also wish he would have brought up. Maybe he did at that meeting. We didn't see the whole meeting. We just saw the clip. But hopefully he would bring up our state university the university of florida uh is doing uh like really good work and on this substance and it would totally hinder them for them to do a state ban because mm-hmm. they have uh, greenhouses they're growing that that would have to be destroyed and i think pretty much all their research would have to be and they would have to get uh federal approval I think to study it maybe since there would be a state mm-hmm. ban or it'd be all kinds of complicated so mm-hmm. uh, it would be really bad for Florida to decide to try to ban Kratom
1: the only thing that I even really noted about this was I really appreciate how he actually stood up and was basically talking about how hypocritical everyone was being it's like hey if you're wanting to make the situation better why are you t- trying to take the easy route
0: it seems like they um actually Said, Here's what we're going to do about drugs. I mean, Florida has a drug problem. I mean, we mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very entertaining drug problem that we can uh, see on uh, clips. It's always somebody in Florida.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
0: acting crazy. But uh, actually, I mean, it's not funny, but it is kind of mm-hmm. funny. But uh yeah, they're, they're trying to do a different approach. Like, banning it is not, it's going to make it more dangerous. I, yeah. Uh, that wasn't in the report, but he might have also made that point. There's already fentanyl and people trying to buy illegal cocaine. Um, it happened mm-hmm. to a friend of a friend of mine. I didn't know him personally, but he got what he thought he was buying cocaine, and he, he uh, it was fentanyl, and he overdosed and died. He wasn't, you know, a big drug guy he just felt like doing cocaine that night mm-hmm. <laughs> and with Kratom it's like these things are mild people will take eight or ten pills and be like a moderate dose and yeah. if it's if it's full of fentanyl and they buy mm-hmm. it illegally and they take eight and ten pills and they'll it'd be really dangerous so yeah
1: like even though there's not like actually any regulation for Kratom right now it's still in general safer because you can get it from um, like vendors in Indonesia, and we, we have the ability to test the products here ourselves. Um, you know, like,
0: uh, yeah. Um, and if there's really, America- d- if there's like a dangerous batch that's a bunch of people get a bad reaction from it, it could be traced. I wish they would do it mm-hmm. more so. If it's underground, it's just going to be harder to trace, it's going to be yeah. more hidden. It's called Iron Law of drug prohibition, which is the more they're prohibited, the stronger they get because they're easier to hide, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they're making moonshine whiskey instead of beer <laughs> during prohibition because uh, bottle whiskey is the same amount of alcohol in it as a case of beer. It's easier to hide. Mm-hmm. So same thing with uh, any drug that becomes illegal. And I think it would just be pretty obvious that Kratom would be f- filled with fentanyl and all kinds of other mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, this next one's pretty interesting. It's uh, one of the news. It's just like a regular W-I-N-K news. It's out of Florida. The headline is, Kids Jump from Moving Car in Cape Corral, Man Driving Found Unconscious. Do you want to read the thing I put in quotes there?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, A Lehigh Acres man is facing DUI and child neglect charges after Cape Corral police say two kids jumped out of his car. He was later found unconscious. Police say they responded after receiving a report that a man had driven his vehicle off the road and two kids were seen jumping out. According to police, Negrin remained unconscious until medics arrived and gave him Narcan. He was taken to the emergency room, and on the way, police say medics found a needle in a pocket in his shorts. Officers questioned Negrin at the hospital and say he told them he was ashamed of what had happened and admitted to using Kratom. It's unknown if or what other drugs may have been involved.
0: And thank you, Matt Seaver, the writer, for putting that last line. Although, mm-hmm. the next paragraph, which I didn't include because it's something our listeners should all know, it just says, the National Institutes of Health say Kratom is blah, 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 yeah. similar to opioids. So he made this story about Kratom. However, they found a needle in the guy's pants. Why would he? He's already in <laughs> enough trouble for almost killing two kids in his car. <laughs> So why would he admit to using an illegal drug? So I assume he there I don't know if there was a blood test. I'm sure if they they want to prosecute the guy, which I think they do, he's he's uh mm-hmm. DUI, child neglect charges, and a couple other charges, they should uh, actually blood test him. I don't know what else he was taking. The Kratom might not have helped, but it, that's just the go-to thing. If you're taking illegal drugs, nobody knows what Kratom is. You can say, oh, I took Kratom. The guy, I think he just made a mistake, and he was ashamed. He might not even be a bad guy. I mean, he just, I purposely didn't want to put his name in the thing, and mm-hmm. he probably just made a mistake, a really bad one. And yeah. Like the car was moving, he was asleep, and two kids in the back had to jump out of the car. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. really bad. That's really terrible. Don't, if Kratom contributed to it, please don't mix Kratom with other drugs. I don't know if it did or not.
1: What I wanted to mention was like where he, instead of just saying what the needle could have been for, he just flat out blamed Kratom as if that was the main thing and as if um, you can inject it. Yeah. Um, So I I was wondering if maybe he was just completely misinformed. So what he was taking, maybe someone told him he was taking someone else because ketamine can actually be injected and has very similar effects to kratom and um, opioids and stuff. Okay. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe it was either that or um, he just said the first thing that came to mind whenever he was questioned because he was scared.
0: This came out July 20th. This is from W.I.N.K. News. And I just wonder if there's a follow up on this. Just wanted to break in here and say there actually was a follow-up. Uh, same source, Wink News, showed uh, body cam footage, added information there that was relevant to what we're talking about. as He also admitted to taking Valium uh, to the police. That wasn't in the original story. If they have a needle, they can test that for other substances. They could give them a blood test. Based Mm on, you know, the fact that he was unconscious. I just ran it because I'm doing an article about um, Kratom during pregnancy. There's at least one case, there might have been a couple that I saw, but where the woman admits to doing Kratom because the baby's getting these withdrawal symptoms. But a baby Mm -hmm. could still have withdrawal symptoms and Mm -hmm. opioids not show up in the mother's blood. But the difference is Child Protective Services can come take the baby if you're doing something illegal. But if you're doing something legal like Kratom, they can't take your baby. So it, they, they, there would be a total incentive to lie. And that's the bad thing about our drug policy is he has a, he has a reason to blame it on Kratom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these even case reports of these bad reactions to Kratom, the doctors will just ask them what they took. The people will say Kratom and they could have been taking anything because they didn't. Yeah. It's a lot of most of the time they'll test them. They'll drug test them. However... They could have been taking a whole bunch of opioids up until a few days before, and they could have been totally flushed out of their system, Yeah, and they just had Kratom for the withdrawals, and then that that could have totally led to whatever problem they're having. Mm
1: -hmm. Just escalated it even further from there, especially if they don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, It can cause a slew of other issues for them
0: this is a big one it's um mm-hmm. bill introduced to federally legalized cannabis in the usa this is from my article on kratom from july 27th 2022 i had this like brilliant idea of directing people to the website actually <laughs> that's probably a pretty good idea i don't know yeah. um <laughs> especially
1: if you have like you know since you have on here where you got all of your information too that'll
0: i'll read it and i Mm-hmm. whittled it down. Uh, on July 21st, 2022, Senator Cory Booker, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden introduced the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act which will decriminalize and deschedule cannabis to provide for reinvestment in certain persons adversely impacted by the war on drugs to provide for expungement of certain cannabis expenses. In case you didn't realize it, the last part of that quote. Was a quote from the bill, <laughs> and I didn't write mm-hmm. that. Um, I should say, according to an ACLU report, of the 8.2 million marijuana arrests between 2001-2010, 88% were simply for having marijuana. Nationwide, the arrest data revealed one consistent trend: significant racial bias. And that was a quote from the ACLU report. Several national polls show the majority of Americans are in favor of legalizing cannabis on the federal level. Latest poll from the time I wrote that was from the economist slash you resulting in 58% of Americans and even half of Republicans. I wanted to point that out answering. Yes, it should be legal to the question. Do you think that the use of marijuana <laughs> should be made legal in the United States or not? Uh, latest Gallup and polls, Rasmussen polls <laughs> found support for national legalization at 68% and 62% respectively. So that's way more. Like when you get two thirds up into those numbers, that's that should be enough. That's enough to pass mm-hmm. the Senate as a law. And if even if even if that much of the population doesn't support it, it's even if the Senate support, they pass plenty of stuff that the population doesn't support. So yeah. this, should, this should really go through. And I hope it's not. Sh- shot down for whatever political reason mm-hmm. because it, I, I think the Democrat it's their bill but I think they could um, enough Republican constituents could pressure their representatives to do this because we all, everybody wants a non-partisan cooperation so we could get things passed. This is a perfect yeah. thing to do because most people on both sides want this passed and it's frustrating that it hasn't been the fact they still act like it's something that's still as harmful or dangerous as any other thing is really ridiculous it's legal in what 38 states now i i have a medical yeah, at least I, medically yeah in pennsylvania it's medical and it's easy for me anybody to get a medical card oh. you basically just have <laughs> yeah. to pay for it it's basically legal for me to buy weed in pennsylvania i just have to go through a a doctor who's like oh, mm-hmm. how's it working out for you good all right you're approved for another year yeah. <laughs> all right doc here's 150 bucks <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the only thing about it. it is
1: it is a little expensive but i mean it's yeah. i would say it's ultimately worth it because you're not feeding yourself all of these chemicals that actually could be detrimental to your brain to your body so yeah yeah, i I would say if you believe that that way you know if you're especially if you're more of like a down-to-earth kind of person i guess i could say you would see it more as worth it
0: i don't know people just shouldn't be arrested for it it's something that's it's just something that's as normal as beer for Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of americans and it has been for decades so it's it's about time. It's about time this gets passed. And if Republicans want to add something on to it that makes it look like a win for them, do that. Whatever. Just <laughs> just let's get it done. So. Um,
1: the article that I had, uh, the Marijuana Moment article that I had mm. um, posted in the last like setup that we had here about it, it actually went into a lot of depth about the actual—they um, had posted some of the quotes— by Cory Brooker, and he was talking about how he's not entirely sure if this as a whole is going to get pushed because he does like even though he does have a lot of support all around him, even from the Republicans, well some of the Republicans, I guess I should say. but he is cert- fairly certain that he will get something passed something even if it's just like you know, a tiny step forward, it's going to be a step forward,
0: yeah. Yeah hopefully it would be national decriminalization so mm-hmm. if you I take if that's... you take if you get caught with it on a plane then you'll get fined a couple hundred dollars and not uh be arrested because that's that's the only federal thing that that keeps people and, and you, you should be able to possess it in every state in states it's legal of course you, it's legal but in states where it's not even pittsburgh and philadelphia before it was even medically legal here they decided to decriminalize yeah, so if you get caught with it it's like a fine it's like a traffic ticket and i, I just realized this is your note and i was reading it's- your notes. It's
1: okay. Uh, you agreed with me, so I mean it worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like I wrote this, right? Nah, I'm taking uh, credit. All right, sorry about that. Um, it's okay. <laughs> the next one is the big weed story: is uh, Brittany Griner, WNBA basketball player, who got arrested in Russia. She had zero point seven grams of cannabis oil on her, she was just sentenced to nine years in Russian prison, which is insane. But, mm-hmm. it, and it's also, uh, I, I'm, I'm all over the place with like a story, but I actually posted, because uh, Dr. Carl Hart, who uh, I respect a lot, he's a, um, he writes about drugs and drug use. He posted the Onion article, which is, if nobody knows what the Onion is, mm-hmm. it's like a satire Newspaper. Satire means it's fake news (laughs) on purpose to be funny. So if we we do read this, we just want people to know (laughs) that Biden didn't actually say these things. But uh, the headline is Biden colon U.S. won't rest until Brittany Griner returned home to serve marijuana possession sentence. (laughs) So it's like assuring the public that he intended to make the diplomatic situation his top priority. President Biden told reporters thursday that the united states won't rest until wnba star Brittany griner was returned home to serve a marijuana possession <laughs> sentence i hate to read this because i know people are going to listen to it and say he said that uh, yeah and
1: someone will take it out of context yes. and uh, just use this particular section
0: <laughs> but the whole and... point is there's people doing sentences in the united states for marijuana there was actually another mm-hmm. guy and it's also, and I would, I, I, just wanted to preface everything we talk about the story of that because uh, there's like another guy also that's not in the WNBA who ha- got 14 years in prison. The one thing I found was it was a tweet, but I actually just checked on it like five minutes before um, we started talking about it. According to Russian laws, this is from a uh, a journal article called the Harm Reduction Journal. According to Russian Laws For acts not involving sale, the amount of the substance involved in the act is the sole detriment of whether the perpetrator is criminally prosecuted or is subject only to administrative punishment in the form of a fine of up to a thousand rubles or 15 days of detention so she clearly wasn't selling it Uh, according to article 228 of the criminal code this is russian law violations not involving the sale sale of narcotics are a crime only if they involve a large amount they said up to six six grams of weed and she had nowhere near that much Mm -hmm. is punishable by a detention of 15 days And she was caught with 0.7 grams as facing nine years, was sentenced to nine Mm -hmm. years in prison, which to me, that's a political issue. It's because there's a war going on with Ukraine. She's being used as a pawn in a prisoner of war. I know if you can't do the crime, don't do the time. Her defense is that she was Brush packing i don't know if she thought she'd get away with it or what yeah um but i know like i keep my vape pen in my book bag and then and sometimes i bring the book bag when i'm going on an airplane and i might forget that one time so that might have very well happened i mean she super pressured to be going over to a foreign country and play so she yeah, could have very well be telling vape. the truth but that's probably her best defense even if she isn't being entirely truthful still it's 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 way out of line even for russian law
1: yeah and because of how like ridiculous the situation truly is i feel like it's hard to not look at it as a political thing if they won't even get their own people for uh you know they they will just give them 15 days of detention for six grams and they're trying to give her nine years for like significantly less for that how can you not say it's something like that i mean we are allies with ukraine we are literally like you know providing humanitarian aid humanitarian aid for them and stuff right now
0: and probably weapons but
1: yeah yes (laughs) maybe under the table but that's beside the point yeah um like it's just it, it, it doesn't make sense that's the only thing that even potentially makes sense and even if that's not the case like why not want to bring her back over here to make sure that she's safe? Because they're literally in war. She could die in a Russian prison for having less than a gram of cannabis oil.
0: Definitely not just at all. I mean, maybe she no. served 15 days or a month or something. That's just not... I don't I don't know how anybody could just, sit, just write that off as if you don't mm-hmm. do the crime, don't do the time. I, I, that's a little more complicated than that. And plus... She's an American. Shouldn't you want her to be free on any circumstances? Uh, the one point that I read and I just read this before right before we started recording was um, from the National Review it was an article that said the trade off is this guy named Victor Boot who was basically a terrorist. He sold weapons to Al Qaeda and he might be the negotiating trade off to give him back to Russia for and, and that would maybe endanger Americans down the line, which, yeah. all right, maybe pick somebody else, whatever. I but, you know, we got to do everything we can to free an American. It's not just a, you went over to another country, broke their laws, and you're in prison situation. It's, it's, it's a professional athlete, too. I mean, I don't know. And th- there's this other guy, High Times Magazine. I'm going to, I'll put all these links in the description, but he was... He was just a regular guy in Russia, and he, he on purpose brought a bunch of weed over there. Um, don't bring weed to Russia, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we, that's obvious. Okay, especially she made a mistake. I, you know, I wish well, they should have, like, especially with all the war and political tensions i wish the coach or somebody would have just searched all their bags even though that might be a little unethical by itself but but seriously like try to you know make sure you don't have any weed on you
1: well i mean that's the whole point in like well i guess this necessarily is not the whole point in tsa but like that kind of lends you to think that they do not get checked by tsa or something like that you know because that totally should have been caught before she even made it out of the United States.
0: Or it just, at least like it's get them all at the airport and say, are you sure Russia yeah. doesn't play around? I even wanted to just plug this article on kratom science.eu about, cause on kratom science.eu there's all kinds of, if you want to look up in general drug policies and then specifically kratom policies in Russia, Russia is terrible with drugs. Uh, <laughs> Here's what uh, Andre wrote. He wrote this great thing, and he put this caveat about how, well, the United States isn't great either. But he goes, The Russian Federation is extremely corrupt, unequal, and authoritarian, where a few oil or oligarchs have a voice as long as they are aligned with the president. Political opposition is heavily fought and persecuted with extreme cases of assassinations, imprisonment, and confinement camps in Siberia and destruction of public life. However, the Western public opinion of Russia as the villains of history is not a reasonable approach, for just as the United States has bombed territories for its economic and geopolitical interests, Russia defends what is in its interests by other means. Yeah, don't bring drugs yeah. to Russia. All, the other point I had to highlight here is they are notoriously anti-LBTGQ. <laughs> something <laughs> LBTGQ. I got to get that right. I'm trying there to There But uh, they have, like, just codified anti-gay policies. Like, uh, people freak out if a, a trans uh, woman reads a kid's story to a group of kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have that, like, codified into law that they'll be imprisoned if that ever happens over there. So I don't know exactly how... Um, Brittany Griner identifies, but she does. she's married to a woman. It's, it's kind of like a perfect storm of uh, yeah. political nonsense that's going on over there and between our two countries. So, But um, there was this thing that just came out, and I'm going to play it, New Hope for Brittany Griner.
3: Tonight there is new hope for a prisoner exchange. Russia is signaling it's ready to discuss a swap for detained WNBA star Brittany Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan. Former U.N. Ambassador Bill Richardson says any deal would likely be a two for two, two detained Americans for two imprisoned Russians. Here's ABC's Mola Lengi.
4: Tonight, a former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. helping to bring home Brittany Griner says he believes the WNBA star will be released. Bill Richardson telling our George Stephanopoulos today. I'm optimistic. I think she's going to be freed. Richardson now working as an outside advisor in negotiations for Griner as well as other detainees, including former Marine Paul Whelan. There's going to be a prisoner swap, though, and I think it'll be two for two uh, involving Paul Whelan. After Greiner was convicted and sentenced, Russia's foreign minister, Sergey Lavrov, signaled on Friday that Russia was prepared to talk. The Biden administration now urging Russia to accept its prisoner proposal, which sources tell ABC News is to swap Greiner and Whelan for notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Booth. Last week, the WNBA star was sentenced to nine years after a Russian judge said Griner had criminal intent when vape cartridges containing cannabis oil were found in her luggage in February. Griner has insisted it was a mistake.
3: I never meant to break any laws
4: here. Well, as these negotiations are going on, Griner's legal team is working on an appeal to her sentence. That could take months and would ultimately be withdrawn, Lindsay, if
0: this prisoner swap
4: is successful.
3: Renewed optimism on that front at this point. Mola, thank
0: you. We're going to sound that professional in a couple more episodes. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's looking it's looking up in that situation, it, depending on your perspective. <laughs> yeah, it, it
1: really sucks that it seems like this has to be the route. Like, I really wish that there was some other way that they could do this, because he's literally, like, helping them kill americans uh victor boot is that how you pronounce his last name yeah yeah so like that that's really unfortunate um but i understand like this you know this is war essentially and you have to make tough decisions like that especially if you want to protect a pretty much you know she's pretty much innocent completely innocent being held there against her
0: will and you know Uh, there's a lot of other guys out there like him too anyway mm -hmm. i mean and they probably got him and then another guy just took its place
1: okay so the next article we have here um is headlined highly potent weed creating marijuana addicts worldwide study says and guess what it's from cnn um (laughs) should we be surprised Uh, (laughs) it was published july 25th 2022 i will go ahead and get started with the little section here it does sound completely ridiculous. Higher concentrations of THC, the part of the marijuana plant that makes you high, are causing more people to become addicted in many parts of the world, a new review of studies found. In the United States, about 3 in 10 people who use marijuana have cannabis use disorder, the medical term for marijuana addiction, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease and Prevention. The European Monitoring Center for Drugs and Drug Addiction found a 70% Six percent rise in people entering treatment for cannabis addiction over the past decade. Quote, while cannabis potency continued to rise during the same time, Freeman said. And I just want to stop here real quick. That whole thing just sounds so stupid, at least to me, um, because <laughs> that's literally the case with anything. As the potency of anything increases, you're going to develop more of a tolerance. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like comparing it with alcohol. You drink, say, something that's like 50% alcohol. It's, you know, pretty consistently, it's going to be hard for you to just drink a beer and feel it, you know? So, I feel like that section just sounded so stupid. Anyway, on to the next thing that we have here, which is specifically from the study that this CNN article is referencing. Um, It says, of the 4,171 articles screened, 20 met the eligibility criteria. Eight studies focused on psychosis, eight on anxiety, seven on depression, and six on CUD. Overall, use of higher potency cannabis relative to lower potency cannabis was associated with an increased risk of psychosis and CUD. Evidence varied for depression and anxiety. The association of cannabis potency with CUD and psychosis highlights its relevance in healthcare settings and for public health guidelines and policies on cannabis sales standardization of exposure measures and longitudinal designs are needed to strengthen the evidence of this association
0: The headline saying is strong weeds causing a wave mm-hmm. of addiction across the world this study is is associations there might be an association yeah. um, between higher potency and cannabis use disorder It's a common problem with uh, news stories about mm-hmm. science they kind of take the the most. Uh, especially CNN. I mean, I'm glad you pointed yeah. that out because CNN's like entertainment. <laughs> Everything on cable's entertainment news. There's there's usually for most people there's one you agree with more and one you think is mm-hmm. all total BS. People who already have mental health issues sometimes turn to cannabis, and it's not necessarily the drug causing the disorders with drug use already or the mental mm-hmm. health disorders. This is a review of articles, and these articles were mostly case reports. Of people probably coming in and saying I smoke a whole bunch of weed and it's probably not good mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I don't. I haven't found my car keys in like eight days. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been there like that. Mm-hmm. Even though the case reports are from people going to the doctor and saying I have a problem. So right right away, there's not people going into yeah. uh, a doctor's office or probably none of these people would have gone into an ER. Maybe if they had a high potency ed- edible and mm-hmm. got. Scared. We, we talked about this with Kratom before on the Journal Club. It's like these things are already skewed to be negative. So they're basically just basing it on people who have the problems. On the other hand, I think. Uh, there is there is something to this because they took 4,171 articles and they only yeah. they only picked 20. So that's pretty good. Maybe they threw out all ones where the people were already predisposed to a negative mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, I've known people that smoke too much weed. I've had at one point in my life, I just decided, oh, I'm sick of this. I'm done. Like it wasn't like a big, I didn't have to go to a rehab or anything. Yeah, but the whole thing with higher higher potency is like my dad likes to drink whiskey manhattans Mm -hmm. but not he's never done it every night he might do it weekends or one day a month or maybe more weekends in the summer and he's he's barely ever been drunk in front of us on holidays. something i mean he's irish so the (laughs) bar is higher but it's like the potency of his thing of choice doesn't matter it doesn't make me like, the potency of my, of the weed that we buy now legally is just making it last way, way longer for me. We used to get this stuff with seeds in it, and it was yucky, mm-hmm. and it just, like, mostly gave you a headache. You had to smoke a whole <laughs> damn joint, and you would just smoke more of it, and it was worse for you because there's more crap going into your lungs that wasn't beneficial Stuff When they do headlines like this, it just makes it seem like a fact to somebody who isn't really doesn't really have time to look closely at it.
1: Yeah. And that's a big, big problem right now. Um, Like a lot of times people don't actually sit down and read the articles and they're like most of the time they have really like severely misleading headlines. It's it really messes with the way people view everything just in general. Um, It can make someone, you know, believe really radically about something when it's just completely unnecessary.
0: And scientists will tell you, like the first scientist I interviewed for this podcast, Mark Swagger, and one of my questions Mm -hmm. was, do scientists get frustrated at these? he's like, yes. He like almost said yes in the middle of the question before I was done answering Mm -hmm. it. I used to listen to this science podcast called, uh, they'll do sometimes called the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, but they would always talk about how the headlines are so different from the actual science. Yeah, that you can't just apply the most sensational thing to science and expect to be a good reporter about science. It's, but at the same time, you know there might be something with because i mean there's a lot of people maybe going for help that are represented in all these articles that were screened so there might be something to it i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the evidence and not just be an advocate for weed is safe all the time for everybody because i yeah i know a lot of people and and, and there's a couple people i'm thinking in particular that started actually later in life and they just kind of became different and they're Mm -hmm. white and they're wife and kids didn't expect it and i didn't care but then i was like and even i was like oh where's the old person that i used to know he's a little different now because he smokes weed all the time you can't can't say uh just because it's not as bad as alcohol then there's gonna be no problems Mm -hmm. ever
1: yeah i just recently did um a little clip with the from episode 79 with morgan godvin and um in, in that you talk about something like that how uh, it not everything's black and white there are c- pros and cons to literally everything yeah you know weed has um really good potential it could help um you know be extremely helpful and is ultimately better for you than some of the other stuff they would prescribe for um like you know your anxiety depression pain stuff like that but it's also really important to note that it can be detrimental to you depending on how how you are as a person um like it could be hard on your like your brain like it can make you anxious like make you uh, start thinking things
0: you know a little it definitely there. makes me anxious sometimes. Yep.
1: And um, it can. It also just has addiction potential. Like, um, your body could become physically reliant on it. Like, I know someone very, extremely close to me who has to smoke every single day or he can't eat, he can't sleep. And I think that's very important to look at.
0: That would probably be more of a dependency, I would say, because, mm-hmm. because it's, it's got dependencies more towards the physical thing. Uh, yeah. It, just actually, all these things are complex for everybody. Uh, so addiction yeah. means like if it's an if this is a negative outcome, which it might be, if you're you have to spend all this money on weed just to sleep, then then, then you actually yourself might consider that an addiction. Which an addiction mm-hmm. by NIDA is defined as having negative outcomes. But it's all it's all kind of complex. But yeah, yeah But a dependency would be you—you you need it for some kind of physical outcome, and if you don't have it, you get a withdrawal. It's tolerance and withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's people that don't smoke any weed and only drink uh, a couple of drinks a week, even though alcohol is in general, we consider that a more dangerous drug. They're actually better off doing alcohol than than the person is smoking too much weed. The dose makes the poison. You'd learn that in a Toxicology 101 course. But anyway, on to the last and final thingy, uh, news item. I'm almost as good as the CNN reporters. Uh, (laughs) Let's call it It's Not a Thingy, It's a News Item. So this one was uh, cool. headline is DEA sued again over refusal to allow psilocybin access for patients despite federal law. Uh, This is from Marijuana Moment. And it's July 22nd, 2022. The Drug Enforcement Administration is being sued again over its refusal to allow a doctor to treat terminally ill patients with psilocybin therapy pursuant to federal and state right to try laws which are aimed at expanding access to schedule 1 investigational drugs that aren't currently approved for general use. So, I really, I don't know much about these laws. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. complicated. Uh, I Kratom is not Schedule 1, so it wouldn't fall under that. Uh, the latest litigation is a follow-up to an earlier lawsuit that was heard before the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which ultimately rejected the case in February on procedural grounds. In essence, the federal court ruled that they could not reach the merits of the challenge because DEA hadn't made clear that its denial constituted a final rule, that would be appealed. Following that decision, the plaintiffs sought the plaintiffs repeatedly sought clarification from the DEA on whether its decision was final. The agency declined to respond to those written requests. So attorneys informed DEA that they would give officials until this week to reply. After which point, they would consider the decision final and submit another lawsuit. Quote in denying petitioner's request accommodation. Requested accommodation in the final agency action, DEA hides behind a smokescreen, neglecting its duty to implement the federal RTT right to try and violating the state right to try, the complaint says. It is attempting to use Controlled Substances Act as a cudgel to thwart state medical practice to the detriment of dying patients. So, uh, break this down here. Uh, now... Okay, so right to try laws, there. Are, I guess there are federal and state. I really don't know much about this, but it's the yeah, essentially the right to try um, schedule one drugs for. Dying people only. We went over in the podcast the other week um, the the documentary How to Change Your Mind, and it was a lot of people who were. This one lady was in her 70s, had cancer, and did some psilocybin, and it just made her more at peace with dying. And that's basically what it would do to folks who are dying. It wouldn't cure them or anything. Um, so now there's there's all kinds of uh, psilocybin futures trading on Wall Street. It, Uh, psychedelic futures trading, which... Somebody brought up to me like last year or something on Twitter, and I'm like, "What?" And uh, yeah, they're like, "Yeah, even though it's still federally legal, it's like they're already trading it, so there's tons of money in it for lawyers and litigation and stuff. <laughs> Just kind of like kratom has enough money for lobbyists, so it can remain remain legal. But the DEA is kind of like they gave them a decision, they left it in a gray area up to the courts, mm-hmm. and I said that's sort of like sort of like their FDA refusing to regulate create them and it keeps it in a gray area the article also mentions uh the dea was trying to quietly outlaw newly synthesized psychedelics Mm -hmm. and i'll read from the article additionally the dea recently announced that it's taking the rare step of holding a hearing on its controversial proposal to place the five psychedelic compounds in schedule one of the controlled substances act this is actually good that they're doing it their own internal hearing even if it doesn't mm-hmm. change their policy it, it shows this is the second time okay the agency first proposed scheduling the tryptamines i'm not even going to read the letters there's five new tryptamines mm-hmm. that that i guess were synthesized so technically they're not illegal
1: yeah and, and it looks like some of them might have been made off of like um molly or something like that yes I'm pretty sure they're ABO all similar is.
0: yeah and it faced significant pushback from the research and advocacy communities receiving nearly 600 messages during a public comment period, most opposing the rule and requesting a hearing. So they're going to do the hearing. And, yeah, I left a comment on that because I heard from Hamilton Morris tweeted about it and Soren Shade, who I've had on the podcast, who produces mm-hmm. Hamilton, uh, his podcast even told me about it. These things should be open for research because even one of mm-hmm. these only causes hearing uh, distortions or hallucinations, That's which not. no other psychedelic has ever done, which could do something that I have is tinnitus from just being in loud bands. I have like a mm-hmm. in my ear all the time. Yeah, me too. Do you? Okay. Yeah, uh, I have tinnitus too. It's from Roger Waters. I, <laughs> is that what it's from? Yeah. No, I've, I've had
1: it for a while. Actually, I think it's related to blood pressure, but that's beside the point.
0: <laughs> Mine could be too. I I don't care. But the one that one psychedelic that only affects audit auditory hallucinations might be because nobody knows what tinnitus mm-hmm. is. It might be a hallucination in the future. It might be good for treating tinnitus, which never had a treatment before.
1: Yeah. No, you're just kind of yeah. stuck with it. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it, but it's like, yeah, I wish I didn't have it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't have to like constantly hear whether it's a very high, cause mine changes, I don't know like about you, mine, mine changes like the pitch and the frequency a lot. Um, so I either will maybe just hear like, um, static sound, like a room tone kind of deal, basically, or it's a very high pitched, um,
0: ring. And I get the beeps, I got a beep last (laughs) night. Hamilton even made the point in a tweet. Uh, He said, just like with Kratom, uh, this is the second time the DEA has – they wanted to schedule something, put something, outlaw it, and uh, Mm -hmm. they reversed their decision. So that's a good thing, and now they're going to have a hearing. So that's actually a good thing that DEA wants to, you know, focus on the – at least – I mean, they still want to – some drugs would be illegal, obviously, because yeah. if they are all legal, then there wouldn't be any use for the DEA. The political pressure is getting to them, basically, and mm-hmm. they want to—they uh, probably want to focus on uh, illegal fentanyl and the stuff that's, you know, actually, actually m- more dangerous. People. Yeah,
1: like you were saying with the uh, about the one for hearing. Just in general, all of these could be extremely useful because, like, it, his name escaping me, but the guy who created LSD—he made it to treat ADHD. And when micro, well, like if you microdose LSD, it can, you know, treat LS- LSD, treat ADHD pretty effectively, according mm. to his um, research and stuff. So I think if they actually tried to do something with these and, you know, research them to make them potentially helpful to um, people who are genuinely suffering in some way, shape, or form, you know, even if it's not completely drastic, it could still be helpful. And it's very good that they, the DEA, may be recognizing that, um, even if it's not specifically from like political pressure, because the general public wants it or whatever, um, yeah. it still has potential.
0: And I think uh, we're in that space where this is going to happen because it's never been this mainstream ever in my lifetime that w- we would consider uh, psychedelics for. Therapy mm-hmm. and and this uh, Michael Pollan documentary be out on Netflix and and people be more aware of it now and than ever. In
1: Colorado trying to legalize psilocybin also. Uh,
0: yeah, is that um mm-hmm. that's the whole state, right?
1: Yeah, the entire state. I can't remember exactly if like if they're shooting for recreation. I I want to say that maybe their ultimate goal, just because of the way they took care of cannabis in general. Um, but I do know they're at least looking at it medically, and I can't remember if they've made any progress with that too recently. Um, I haven't seen anything about it, but I, I do know that has been on the table.
0: Yeah, I want to say New York State or somewhere is looking into decriminalizing it. Uh, yeah, Cory Booker mm-hmm. and Oregon's decriminalize all drugs. So every drug in mm-hmm. Oregon, it's not legal to sell anything, or but if you possess up Possession. to a certain amount you get a fine or something like that mm-hmm. in Oregon, oh, it's all drugs in Oregon yeah to convince the people that are f- afraid of these things because my parents were so freaking afraid when I was going to Grateful mm-hmm. Dead shows that I would end up at psycho <laughs> and convincing like my parents are now listen to me and they're like okay I'll get some of that CBD or at least mm-hmm. this is what they were trying to do with this stuff back before mm-hmm. everybody freaked out about it banning stuff whether it's kratom marijuana psychedelics is just gonna increase the harms and and studying Mm -hmm. it keeping it legal to study oh my god if we could ever do this actually making sane policy around these things so people could have them and and not hurt themselves or not take too much and talk to a doctor about it or or a trained person at least whenever Mm -hmm. they need to be better
1: Yeah. And like there are (laughs) countries that have where they have literally all like all drugs are legalized. And in general, they have a like a much smaller percentage of drug problems throughout their population. Uh, People, there are less people dying of overdoses and stuff. So I think even if we just move to a decriminalization for all things like I yeah. completely understand not wanting to, you know, lose your entire um, association. Obviously, you do need to have some sort of control just because people are insane. <laughs> like, for you know, for lack of a better term, just to put it simply, people are insane.
0: And going um, back to what Morgan uh, Godwin said is like, yeah, I don't want billboards for heroin like there are for yeah. uh, alcohol. Uh, I don't think we need, we don't even need the billboards for alcohol. I think everybody... Who wants to drink something knows where to go, what to get. We don't need yeah, exactly. we don't needed commercials. It would be really careful and complex, but hopefully mm-hmm. we could get enough people <laughs> making policy that have more than their next donation on their mind. They have like the actual yeah. good of the people on their mind. And I think I could say that in a nonpartisan way. I think everybody would agree with that. We gotta yes. make drug policy that helps as many people and reduces as much harm
1: Yeah, because right now it, we are just surrounded like there's so many problems right now it's like with the opioid crisis and everything um and it's largely because people don't want to speak up they're scared to talk about it um and it's all because of the way like the stigma around it and the way um oftentimes these situations are handled hmm uh Someone's trying to seek help and they get jailed because they, you know, admitted to having these illegal drugs.
0: And and you can't learn about kratom through the media. I mean, we're proven that we've no. proven that two weeks in a, ro- two uh, episodes in a row. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee. We'll be coming to you next month for another episode of Kratom News. All the links that we referred to are in the description. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Check us out on Twitter at Kratom Science and on Facebook. The music is Risey, The song is Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.